Boy, howdy, been a while. Been a while since I've dropped an episode. <sighs> kind of feels good, to be honest. Just record when I want, drop an episode when I want. Maybe there's a week in between. Maybe there's like three or four. It's fine. You're fine. I'm fine. We are fine. Uh, all right. So not much of a game plan uh, today other than uh, I definitely have a lot of movies just because from the perspective of not recording in a while and watching movies on a semi-regular basis, uh, means they have accrued. I have accrued them. Also, I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, uh my, uh, recent somewhat, uh, nostalgic, uh, addiction to rust again. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, I, I should have checked. Yeah, maybe I can. Let me see. How do I check in a, uh, I'm just curious how many times I've talking about, uh, rust on the podcast, because I've been playing it on and off since it's, since it came out episode three Oh six. Okay. So let's see. Three Oh six. What the hell is going on here? Uh, rust equals fun. Many hours spent playing, so felt like got money's worth plus, can revisit when it actually does. Uh, huh. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So since, uh, I guess, 2015, I've been playing Rust on and off. It's one of those games where, you know, uh, I'll install it for a while and then play the shit out of it and then, you know, get sick of it and then some time will pass. But the interesting thing about this time around is I feel like because I've been watching, uh, I think I mentioned this maybe last episode, uh, a lot of, uh, rust videos on YouTube, you know, your spoon kids, your Wiljums, those are the main two that I watch. There's, there's some others, but, uh, I think those are my favorite just because they, um, although playing the same game, very, uh, do a very good job at demonstrating that there are multiple ways to play the game, sort of like D and D like there's a million ways to play this game. Um, uh, Wiljum being the more sort of relaxed, sort of build a cool base. Yeah, there's going to be some, you know, running around and shooting and killing and being killed, but uh, that is not necessarily the focus where Spoon Kid, he's out there for the lulls. It feels a little bit more like. Um, interesting thing about him is I heard uh, him on one of his videos say he's like 36 years old. I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Just because he sounds old, like he's got sort of an older sounding voice and also, uh, uh, references he has made seemed like, yeah, okay. That, that makes sense that he's, he's a little bit older playing this game, but then turns out he was just fucking joking. And, and here I am for like probably a month and change thinking he's, you know, closer to my age than he is to his own age, which is 19 years old. Jesus. So, you know, uh, you know, good on him, I guess, if he's, uh, this good and entertaining at the age of 19, just wait until he's 36, right? Is that how that works? Do you get better? Do you get worse? I don't know. Uh, Rust, if you're unfamiliar, video game online, uh, gather resources, build bases, 
compete against other players. There's also some uh, NPCs in the game that you've got to watch out for. Um, it's, I think one of the things I like about it from a, uh, watching perspective is there's like a lot of strategy to it. Very, very sort of a chest like in its strategy. Um, do you take all these guns that you have accrued back to your base and store them there? Or do you do, uh, uh you know, uh, one more run, uh, using these guns, it's sort of a, you know, not dissimilar to Tarkov. And there's that sort of risk versus reward. Uh, do you bring out your best gear, uh, with the possibility of losing it if you're killed, uh, versus do you go out with nothing and try to kill people with, you know, really good gear, which is going to be hard to do. So you really got to sort of take that into account. Currently playing on a really cool server right now where, uh, for like three ish, maybe even plus three weeks of the month. Um, it's a PVE player versus environment, meaning, uh, you know, I don't think you could kill other players. I, <laughs> it's a very low population server, which is what I tend to gravitate towards just for, you know, sort of relaxation purposes. Uh, you definitely can't during these three weeks, uh, uh, raid other people's bases. So, you know, you can uh, spend those three weeks getting a really cool base, having some relaxing sessions where you're just sort of going around accruing goods, building, uh, using said goods to make your base bigger and better. And then on that fourth week, and again, uh, I'm pretty new to the server, but I'm pretty sure it's three to four. Uh, they do a purge, <laughs> like a literal purge, like sort of like the movie where, yeah, suddenly you can raid people's bases. Suddenly you can kill other players and it's just like fucking anarchy. Uh, I, the interesting thing about that as well is I didn't know that was the case. Like I, 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 I tend to be pretty good at reading the rules of a server. Every server, you know, you pop in uh, a bunch of rules will pop up and I, and I always, you know, try to do my due diligence and uh, read, read the rules. But I, I honestly don't remember reading anything about this uh, uh, once a month, a uh, few days before wipe purge. Uh, so, you know, I'm building this cool base, uh, it was, you know, uh, up against some rocks. It, it had this kind of cool layout. Um, I wasn't really building it with an eye for, uh, you know, fortifying it against, uh, raids because I kind of didn't think that was possible. So one day I log in and, uh, you know, uh, I, for some reason I wake up and I'm not in my base. First of all, that's weird. I'm like, oh shit, did someone somehow get in and kill me? How is that even possible? So it was, it was more confusion than, than anything. Then I ran to where my base was and everything was gone. Yeah. They, uh, not only all my, you know, worldly possessions, but they also broke my bed. That's kind of a jerk move. Anyways, uh, that's when I learned that the server has this sort of a, a, a monthly purge thing. And like, <laughs> I had to like go into the discord and like, uh, look, look around in the, in the rules there. So whatever, uh, this month, uh, also on the note of rust on this same server, I decided I'm actually gonna, you know, from wipe, uh, try to build up a base and, uh, uh, uh and so far I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I, I've never really done that before where I, I kind of just pop in willy nilly, but, uh, uh, this time I've actually, you know, focused on starting wipe day one, trying to build up a cool base. I, I do have a really fun one. Something neat on this server as well is, uh, high quality metal, uh, bases don't decay. 
So uh, I, I spent my first day by, uh, this, some of this will only make sense if you're a Rust player, of course, but that's fine. Um, I spent a lot of my day at the high quality metal um, mine, just doing that like all day, uh, basically. Uh, and because it's such a low population server, I'm like, uh, and it was so early in the morning, I, I had like hours on it and just uh, built up this like pretty sizable base uh, that is, you know, honeycombed, well-protected, uh, uh, vertical as well as horizontal honeycomb. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so now I can just sort of go around and uh, uh, make it cool and, and uh, get some turrets going. And, and I, I'm going to start to experiment with electricity, which I've never done, and water. And maybe I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun month of playing Rust, I think, and hope. And I'm curious, like, I don't mind at the end being raided, but what I want to try to do, and since I'm on the uh, Discord server for this, server <laughs> i'm on the discord server for the rest server maybe i can like put a post like here's my base uh i know purge is coming i i i'm not going to you know try to stop the uh, uh the raid but i kind of want to see it happen <laughs> so if if you could maybe raid me when i'm online so i can watch uh just i, I kind of want to see how that turns out anyways enough rust talk although it's been one of those things where, you know, <clears throat> I wonder if you get this with video games or anything for that matter, where suddenly you find you're focusing on uh, a thing more than you are other things in your life. Yeah, it, it, it kind of feels good. And I'm glad I'm not the type of person who will have that feeling forever. Meaning people, like, like I look at someone who plays World of Warcraft and that's the only game they ever play. Uh, I know they're having fun doing that, but I just don't want that for myself. I, I, I like the uh, spice of life that comes with variety. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Uh, speaking of video games and long plays, of which I've been watching some, uh, segue, uh, my long play of Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead, for some reason, is, is somewhat popular. So if you go to the uh, Alphabetical DM on uh, YouTube, uh, that's my channel where I've been posting uh, once a week for, you know, I'm doing pretty good now. Uh, I haven't missed a week for a while, and I'm, until April 23rd, 2023, I have videos ready to drop, uh, which feels good. Uh, but for some reason, uh, Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead, my uh, little series there, uh, has been popular. So that's been uh, nice to see. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> it's not my favorite one. I, I, I tried to watch it a little bit, and I, I don't know, compared to the Skyrim one, which I really did enjoy watching, uh, <laughs> the, the CDDA one, less so. Uh, on that note... So I did uh, uh, Elden Ring. That one was okay. A lot of issues of the technical variety there, which made it not so fun. And, and not a game that, ex well, I did have fun with the game, not 100% up my alley. So me. Uh, then I moved on to, uh, I, I did a brief uh, Half-Life uh, Black Mesa, so a Half-Life remake uh, run. That was a lot of fun, sort of a, a Freeman's Mind vibe, I hope, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, 
Uh, and then, uh, I'm about to tomorrow, probably tomorrow, 90 some odd percent tomorrow. I'm going to start uh, fall at new Vegas, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, look forward to that. I hope coming in 2023 at some point. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess we should get into these movies. Is there any other? Yeah. Okay. Let me just, uh, uh, in the effort of, I have no notes other than the links to the movies that I want to talk about, which I'll try to do the movies quick. Maybe, uh, recently, uh, got together with some of my old, uh, high school, former party, party life, uh, group, which uh, I just wanted to talk about briefly because it was a lot of fun. Hey, I have that. Do you ever have that worry that when you are going to meet with friends you haven't seen in a while, that it will be awkward that, uh, you and probably them have changed to the degree where things you used to talk and laugh and have fun about, uh, maybe those things don't exist to the degree that they used to making for awkward silences. However, didn't happen. Yeah. So, uh, pretty amazing. And, uh, gave me that feeling of wanting to see them and hang out with them more often, which, uh, I hope happens. Now I will say, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I feel like I probably have before. There was a time where, uh, I was the person who was trying to get this group together and after failure, after failure, after failure, eventually just to protect my feelings, if anything, I could sort of gave up. Um, so I do still kind of feel like I have that in the back of my head that I don't want to be hurt by this group of people again. I, I, I care for them and I know I shouldn't take it personally that, you know, they're busy. I, I think it, all of them. Yeah. Like almost every one of them has kids uh, which, you know, they, they say when you have kids that your former social life is, you know, it, it's going to be different. That stands to reason. Uh, and, and it will be lessened because you have this life you have to take care of. So, uh, again, try not to take it personally, but sometimes did, uh, and, and was hurt by it. So I don't know, maybe is that something I have to shake off? Is it something I should keep in order to protect myself? I don't know. I don't know. I, I could really see arguments for both cases I'm trying to lean less towards the pr protect myself. <sighs> yeah. I, I feel like in the long run that might, mm -hmm. yeah, that might lead to a happier, happier circumstances. Let's say, does that make sense? Does anything I say make sense? Who knows? Why am I doing this? Let's move on to movies. Level 16. Oh Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mentioned at the top, haven't recorded in a while. So I, I kind of, I saw the title level 16 and had no idea what it was about. Okay. Uh, in a highly regimented boarding school, a pair of students discover that things are not as they seem. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a, the Mrs. Selection. Almost obviously I would say this is a sort of a movie that will be up her alley. And, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was definitely some interesting twists and turns that I didn't a hundred percent see were going to happen, which I always appreciate. Um, should I give you the, the, the spoiler of the things that are not as they seem? I mean, from the get go, it's sort of a little, um, 
I don't know. You could tell something's going on. <laughs> Something different. It's got sort of a, I don't know, Handmaid's Tale a little vibe. It's all young women. Was there any guys? I don't think there was guys. Hmm. Uh, basically, it's a organ farm. Yeah, there you go. A Russian organ farm, as you do. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was good. It was good. Uh, some actions, some, uh, uh rating wise, uh, I'm going to try to do these quick since I spent more time on just random chitty chat. Um, I'd go like a solid three plus. Yeah. Three. If you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Um, yeah, that's probably this. I can't really think of it. Once a, a, a movie like this, while good, once you know the twist, do you, do you ever really need to rewatch? I kind of don't think you do. Moving on to from 2013, a remake of an older film, an older, much better film, I should say. Old Boy. Oh, starring none other than Mr. Josh Brolin, who I will say did a really good job. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? All the actors and actresses, Elizabeth Olsen, we got Sam Jackson, Michael Imperioli. Shouldn't have done an Italian accent there. I apologize. Uh, all good. Yeah, everyone in it is good. It's just, did they maybe tone down the violence or, I don't know. The original, is it Korean? I actually don't know if the original is Korean. Can I pull it up here? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Old boy. I think it's one word. Yeah, tooth from 2003 is the original. <sighs> I guess it doesn't tell you. Original title, Old Boy. Huh. Yeah, what language is it in? That should be a good... How do you see what language a thing is in? I don't know on IMDb to see the languages, writers, production, storyline, uh -huh. tagline, parents guide, rated R. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so anyways, let me read the MD. obsessed with vengeance. A man sets out to find why he was kidnapped and locked into solitary confinement for 20 years without reason versus the original, which is after being kidnapped in prison for 15 years, Odisu is released only to find that he must only to find that he must find poorly written his captors in five days. Why? Can't really remember that exactly. Uh, so they upped the years from 15 to five. Sure. <coughs> Not really a necessary change, but still, yeah, but still nice round number. I appreciate. Um, yeah. So Josh Brolin basically kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of somehow, some way, almost don't really know, learns to be the fucking kick-ass fighter while stuck in this sort of replica of a, a shitty hotel room for 20 years. Um, I guess he does like, you know, workouts, your, your prison style workouts. So he's a little mad and a little mad. 
they're likewise to uh, level 16. This has a twist at the ending, but this is if this is a twist, I'm not going to give away and it is fucked up. <laughs> it is of the fucked up movie twists that exists. This is not only on the list, but it's high on the list. So, you know, for that reason alone, I would watch the original and, uh, if you like it, which I loved it, maybe watch this one and then you probably won't like it as much, but you'll like it a bit. Uh, also talk the misses into watching it. So <laughs> that's good. She likes a, 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 a crazy action movie from time to time. I will say so that I appreciate, uh, reading wise for the original old boy. I got to go probably five out of five. This movie actually made me want to rewatch it. So, uh, for this one, I'd give it a three out of five. Uh, okay. Moving on to train wreck colon Woodstock comma 99. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you. Uh, this is a TV mini <laughs> series, I guess. Not really a movie per se, uh, but it is about the uh, Woodstock '99. Yeah, and all the uh, horrible shit that went down there. I do remember when this came along. I do remember uh, some desire to attend. I would have been a good age. However, uh, even back then, I was more of fan of the music of Woodstock 69 than I was a fan of the move, uh, the music of Woodstock 99. Very few of the bands that played at Woodstock 99 did I like even a little bit. So, uh, uh I do. It's, it's funny. Uh, those aforementioned friends. Yeah, actually, uh, from back in our party days, two of them, as I was watching this, I thought, oh man, I bet you they would have liked to go to this. And when we were, uh, together, uh, this movie came up and, the uh, one of them said to me, oh, remember we tried to get tickets to that? <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, kind of funny. Uh, yeah. So this is, I feel like a good encapsulation of, uh, why the world is, uh, a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, this is just to really boil it down. It's because the focus became on profit and capitalism instead of the music and, uh, replace the music with, uh, the everything. And it will explain why the world has, you know, been bad. It's a bad, bad world. <laughs> Uh, because capitalism has become the focus and when the focus is, uh, money and the accrual of money, no matter what, everything else becomes secondary, which I believe is what we're seeing. Uh, and what we saw in train wreck Woodstock 99, uh, not to mention that, you know, uh, uh the, the people of this age, I feel like maybe we're starting to see that happen more and maybe that anger of seeing what was happening bubbled over. Uh, it's interesting because I probably went into this with more of a mind towards oh, these fucking idiots, uh, burning shit. Why can't they just have fun? But the interesting thing this documentary does is makes you see it from the other side. Uh, so for that reason alone, I appreciate it. Uh, rain wise, I'd go like a solid four or five. Yeah. Uh, a good 
documentary can make any, I feel like a good documentary can make any subject interesting, but this is a subject I was already interested in. So you combine those both together. Uh, the other thing this made me want to do is, uh, rewatch the, uh, 69 Woodstock, the documentary, just kind of filming it kind of, uh, we were actually, uh, the missus and I were going to see if, uh, we have a friend who comes over every once in a while. We'll do a little, uh, uh, girls night, uh, movie watching. And, uh, we're going to see if she has any desire to watch the original one. The original one I love five out of five. It's one I watch every uh, year or two. And, um, I don't know if it falls into the category of movies everyone should see just because if you don't like that music you might not like that documentary yeah kind of sort of kind of so if you don't like that music first of all what's wrong with you it's some of the it's the best music it's the best music <laughs> it's it, it that, that's sort of my go-to kind of music uh, uh you know classic rock psychedelia uh, that sort of, uh, uh, that sort of stuff, Woodstocky, peace and love. Give me, give me some of that, man, man, far out. Uh, all right. Stop going as fast as I was hoping. Moving on from 2006 slither. Oh, you ever see this one? A small town is taken over by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. I somehow, some way forgot that Michael Rooker was in this. <laughs> uh, cause it's been a while since I've seen it. Michael Rooker in this is fucking incredible. Nathan Fillion, also incredible. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is great. Uh, other people who are in it are also good. Just in general, Rob Zombie. Oh, he did a voice. Wait, is this a, oh yeah, I forgot Lloyd Kaufman made a some appearance, which is apt because this does have a little, uh, oh, it's James Gunn too. A uh, little B movie trauma, uh, sort of kind of feel to it a little bit, which, uh, I appreciate It's not, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's definitely got levels of ridiculous over the top itness, but not to the degree of say the toxic Avenger <laughs> just for as an, an example, I feel like like it, it's a little more grounded enough that, but not too grounded, which is why I think, uh, uh I like it, uh, on that note rating wise, I go four plus. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a, a fun, got a little arachnophobia vibe just in terms of a bunch of little things crawling around, uh, fucking up a small town. Uh, also, uh, well, I guess I would give some stuff away, but, uh, yeah, if you've never seen slither, also some of the effects, the practical effects are, uh, are, are really incredible, uh, and make me, you know, sort of yearn for the age of more practical instead of 3d effects because they just look better a lot of the time, uh, when done right. I mean, yeah, you can get cheese. <laughs> I'm sort of thinking toxic Avenger there, but, uh, overall, Definitely, uh, definitely recommend Michael Ricker, man. Whew. He's, he's, you know, crazy in general, but in this, yeah, he, he ups it a bit. Uh, Michael Rooker and Nathan Fillion, two nerd cane autographers. What does that mean? You might say, well, we need to go on Google, which I'm going to do right now and type in nerd cane. Let's see what results I am. Nerd cane on Etsy. No. 
Okay, what if I do nerd dash king? Because that's how I usually spell it. Oh, still no, eh? Uh, it's, it's, okay. Let me put adventures. Adventures. There you go. Uh, were you to type in nerd cane adventures, you would see a cane with the head of a saw. Mm hmm. You would see said cane being autographed by innumerable uh, uh, nerdy celebrities, such as your Nathan Fillions, your Michael Rutgers, for example. You would also see the aforementioned nerd cane held by thousands, probably thousands. Yeah, gotta be thousands of uh, cosplayers. Yeah. That's the thing I used to do in the before times. Now, however, going to a convention, you know, a dicey proposition, <laughs> a dicey proposition alone, let alone handing people something that's, that's monkey pox. That's nerd cane pox <laughs> waiting to happen. I feel like so. Uh, unfortunately I don't think I'll be doing much more nerd cane, uh, adventures, which is, you know, a shame on one hand. It was always a sort of very anxiety inducing, uh, 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 experience for myself, uh, one that I could overcome and sort of, uh, you know, as it was happening, I was having fun often, but the sort of build up and the, and not to mention the expense because I would, uh, I would go stay in Toronto. I'd get like a hotel room and stay for the weekend and a lot of fun, but also expensive and anxiety. So that anxiety definitely would not be helped <laughs> these days. So, you know, RIP nerd can, I guess I still have it. I still have all the pictures and, uh, you know, the memories. Thanks for the memories and the memories from 1989 driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> an old Jewish woman and her African-American chauffeur in the American South have a relationship that grows and improves over the years. Chauffeur is a funny chauffeur. Like when, if I didn't, if I had never heard it said, I'd probably say, what do you say? Chauffeur? Chauffeur. Anyway, chauffeur. Starring, of course, Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy. I actually forgot Dan Aykroyd was in this. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go, you know what? Actually, I was going to say 99, but you know what? I'm going to go 87% sure I've seen this. Yeah, had seen it. It definitely falls into the um, category of good uh, Sunday movie vibes. Uh, watched it with the missus, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's, wait. <laughs> it says in the IMDb, comedy, drama, romance. Romance, not really. More of a friendship. Uh, there never really felt like there was romantic vibes between these two. Uh, at least not that I picked up on, but, you know, maybe I'm not the best picker-upper on that sort of thing. Quite possible. Quite possible. Yeah, just a chill, you know, it's like a chill Sunday drive. Hey, there you go. Uh, Rating-wise... You know what I feel like I haven't done in a while? Uh, I'm going to give this a four on a Sunday and a three on any other day of the week. Moving on to 2000 from 2005, The Descent. Ah, one of the missus's favorites. She had been hounding me to watch this for a long time, and I finally relented. Uh, a caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. Yeah, a group of, is it four or five? I can't remember. A group of women go spelunking 
and uh, meet up with some fucking crazy shit underground, man. Some crazy shit underground. Um, I don't know if it's scary necessarily. I, if you are someone who is claustrophobic, do not watch this movie. <laughs> I am not uh, claustrophobic. I, I don't mind sort of tight spaces. I feel sort of comforted by them. But even even I, there's some scenes where it's a, it gets a little sweaty. <laughs> it gets a little sweaty too. Uh, the creatures themselves, the breed of predators, quote unquote, are cool. Um, blind, use hearing to find their prey. Which doesn't make sense. And let me tell you why. <laughs> they, uh, if they only lived in the cave, sure, I can kind of buy that, maybe. However, they venture out at night to do their hunting. So, moonlight, starlight, like it's not pitch black. Yeah, your evolution would not change <laughs> like like things that you know lose eyes or their ability to see are in pitch blackness at all times but there would be no evolutionary advantage if you ventured onto the surface uh to do your hunting to lose your sight yeah you would develop better night sight yes but to lose your sight doesn't make sense from an evolutionary perspective. The descent from 2005 is fucking ridiculous from a movie standpoint. It's fun and I do enjoy it. And I'd give it a four out of five. Um, moving on to two movies that I didn't realize somehow, some way <laughs> I've got an inadvertent mini theme uh, here I've got X from 2002 and project X from 2012. Oh, 10 years apart too. Weird. Let's start with X. Cause I watched it before I watched project X. Uh, you know what I've realized? I think every single one of these are ones I've watched with the misses. So maybe I'm not doing as much movie watching on my own as I used to, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's something about the comfort of YouTube. I find I, uh, have gravitated more towards in recent months. Interesting. X. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly host catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so filming a porno and, uh, these old people go crazy. Uh, specifically the, uh, the, the, the wife goes, uh, goes nutso and, uh, you know, uh, kills them all. Yeah. There you go. Or does she kill them all? You'll have to watch for yourself. Do I recommend you watch for yourself? Eh, it's okay. It's definitely got some, uh, uh, Texas chainsaw vibes for sure. Uh, everyone's pretty good in it. Oh, those kid Cuddy. Huh? I don't know if I knew that. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's an okay horror movie with some, uh, retro vibes rating wise three. Yeah. Enjoyed while watching probably wouldn't watch again. Um, I kept expecting, and this is a, I guess a bit of a spoiler if you are like me in that I kept expecting like some sort of supernatural 
development to explain why this woman was acting the way she was. And it was sort of like, I don't know, like it, it felt like she was going to kill them or do something to them to steal their youth somehow, but that never really developed. I felt like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I was a little let down. So I'm going to give it a 2.9. Take that X moving on to project X, which like the descent fall into the category of movies. The missus kept hounding me to rewatch hounding. Um, this is one I had definitely seen before. Uh, three high school seniors throw a birthday party to make a name for themselves. As the night progresses, things spiral out of control as the word of the party spreads. As word of the party spreads. Uh, yeah, you know, you're sort of a teenage coming of age type film, which I enjoy. You know, Dazed and Confused, Breakfast Club, uh, Superbad. The list goes on and on, although not here because that's all the only ones I could currently think of. Uh, this is one of them and it is a good one. It's a, it's fun. It's got things you expect in that genre of a movie, uh, reading wise. Yeah. I'd go a solid four. Uh, I will say this of, uh, parties in coming of age movies. This is probably the biggest, probably the biggest uh, to an insane degree to a fun, insane degree. <laughs> uh, just thinking some of the things that happened in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. So that leaves one final thing to say, uh, to, uh, talk about, which is uh, actually a television program called the boys. Hey, the boys seasons one through three specifically. Now I will say it's kind of funny because circling back around to, uh, you know, partying with my old, uh, my old crew. It was one of them who recommended this show actually, which I, you know, I, I'd heard about obviously, uh, Carl Urban, you know, I, I, I knew him from, you know, your Star Trek and I was a fan, <coughs> uh, and, and I knew the gist of it, but, uh, for some reason never really pulled a triggy on it. And, uh, uh, for whatever reason, I needed someone to sort of convince me to watch it almost. Uh, and, uh, I'm glad they, I'm glad they, <laughs> Vertacious. I'm glad that he did because, uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, it is, I think two main things that I would, you know, categorize, categorize this, uh, show as it's like, everyone has a daddy issue. Yeah. So you could call it daddy issues instead of the boys. And it feels like what would happen in real actual life. If people started developing superheroes, uh, superpowers, uh, uh whereas, you know, uh, you know, your Spider-Man's your Batman's you're going to have to suspend your disbelief a little bit for things to make sense here. Less. So your, your suspension of disbelief is people gaining the superpowers which, you know, that also exists in, you know, Superman, Batman, whatever. Um, but then once they actually have them, this feels, I guess I should say, sadly, uh, more realistic because a lot of them are fucking monsters, which makes sense. You know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, third season with, oh shit, what the fuck is his name from, uh, supernatural oh man 
Let me uh, go down to cast. Starring uh, Jensen Ackles. Yeah, yeah. He he was incredible uh, 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 in the role. His role, uh, you know, the fact that he's incredible, maybe not too surprising. It is, it is sharing a lot of similarities with uh, Dean. Shit, is he Sam or Dean? <laughs> fuck, I'm so bad for names. He's Dean. He's Dean. He's Dean, right? Let me. Oh, fuck. I got to Google it. Dean Winchester. I remember the lot, the last name. Yeah. Yeah. Dean. He looked more like a Dean and the other guy looked more like a Sam. So there you go. And the other guy, Padalecki, right? What was his name? Is it Jason Padalecki? Pad. Yeah. Well, look at me getting, getting a name, right? Jason Padalecki, uh, supernatural, which we talked about on this program. Five out of five, highly recommend. Perfect. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, COVID related show because you've got whatever it is, 20 some odd episodes, crap ton of, uh, episodes per season. Um, the boys, you know, my complaint there obviously is there's not enough episodes, three seasons, 24 episodes. Come on, come on, man. Give me more. And when my complaint of a show only is that there's not enough episodes, that's fine. You know, you do you Carl Oblin is butcher incredible everyone is great the show is great the uh, various powers that exist are great i've spoken of this before whenever there's like a suicide squad or uh, uh anything where there's or x-men you know prime example anytime there is uh, uh sizable groups of people with different powers i always enjoy it just because i feel like not only is that cool from the perspective of coming up with these, these crazy powers, but seeing how they might interact with one another, I feel like adds so much possibility of just randomness, so much possibility of different sort of iterations of things interacting with one another. Uh, it, it always, it, it just opens up possibilities. I feel like when, when that happens, so, you know, that's fun. And funny. Oh yeah. Funny. I should mention that as well. Uh, I think I've, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely said in the past that dark comedy is uh, probably my favorite genre, just in terms of, I'm probably going to like your movie if it's a dark comedy. Uh, this definitely can fall under that category. So for that reason, I'm in, huh? Uh, all right. So that's all the, uh, media I've consumed. I think you yeah, haven't been doing too much in the way of gaming. One of these days I'm going to freaking do that, uh, open up my YouTube and talk about some of the stuff I've been watching. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, some long plays, the rest ones I've mentioned. Uh, okay. You know, we'll end with a, a little chat on this, which is, uh, been, um, going down some rabbit holes with, uh, OTK. Oh shoot. What does that stand for? I forget. Um, and some of the people in this world, sort of, uh, these young streamers who like, uh, it's just sort of fascinating, um, who like kind of like they'll, they'll, they'll buy a house and all move in together and then all sort of, uh, uh, stream from the house and, you know, interact and go on each other's streams and, you know, uh, play games with one another, uh, online, offline. And, uh, it, it, it seems to be from a combination of a, a, a business strategy, 
but then uh, uh, helping with content generation and there's a lot of uh, uh, funny, interesting people in the space. There's some, you know, people in the space who I see and think, wow, this person is famous. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Uh, uh, but, but then there's other ones like uh, uh, Jay Schlatt, who uh, definitely feels like someone, despite being a, a, a pretty young man, I can feel like, uh, you know, in 10, 20 years, still be around doing funny things and uh, the age will improve what he's already good at. So, you know, impressive. There's some, he's got some, uh, Sark vibes a little bit, Mr. Sark. Um, little, uh, uh Norm Macdonald sensibilities kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, uh, uh, yeah, he's good. Um, uh, Emma Rue. I've been enjoying her a lot. Uh, very funny, sort of dark, uh, uh, which I think is something I kind of gravitate towards when it comes to streamers. Those who, <laughs> like ones who, who go on and are like, what's up guys, it's me, um, uh, I'm here to stream this game, we're going to have some fun today. Like that kind of uh, streamer does not appeal to me. I want uh, a little more... I don't know. Uh, calm, sure. Relaxed, yeah. Dark, for sure. Uh, uh, just sort of says anything that comes to their mind, seemingly. Very little in the way of filter. Um, just sort of is themselves, seemingly. I should definitely un maybe underline seemingly because that's the problem with a uh, you know a, a parasocial relationship is I am probably putting uh, you know, uh, thoughts or ways in which people are behaving, uh, that I am seeing onto them that maybe they would not consider something that they're actively trying to do. Does that make any sense at all? I don't know. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a shit. It's nice to be nice to the nice. But.